Well, hello there, Dr. Nicole here. I am thrilled to share something incredible with you today. Imagine having a treasure trove of informative, entertaining, and empowering video content about the journey to parenthood right at your fingertips. That's exactly what you get with Informed Pregnancy Plus. For less than 25 cents a day, you'll gain access to a vast subscription library filled with documentary films, web series, mind and body fitness programs, workshops, and courses covering fertility to parenting and everything in between. A few of my favorite titles are The Business of Being Born, Empowered Mama, Belly Dance for Birth, Ease into Sleep, The Afterbirth Plan, and The Core Connection. And here's the best part. For a limited time, you can gain full access absolutely free. Just visit informedpregnancy.tv to sign up. Get Informed Pregnancy Plus right now for your informed and empowered parenting journey, all from the comfort of your home. Visit informedpregnancy.tv. Again, that's informedpregnancy.tv. Don't let diaper rash come between you and your baby. Diaper rash can be one of the worst experiences your little one has to go through and keeping their delicate skin happy and healthy shouldn't require a spatula to apply thick, goopy treatments that can be just as irritating and uncomfortable as the diaper rash. Instead, try Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician approved skin protectant, free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide. It was developed by a mom who is also a doctor when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash. Use just a small amount of Dr. Mom Butt Balm to help soothe your baby's skin and feel good about making the right choice. Nothing comes between you and your baby, not even diaper rash. Check out Dr. Mom Butt Balm, available on Amazon or Walmart.com. Today is a birth story episode, and boy, oh boy, do I have some birth stories for you. We talk about miscarriage, followed by three babies in four years, all born using hypnobirthing. And that is just the beginning of what we discuss. Welcome to the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. I'm Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins, a board-certified OBGYN physician and certified integrative health coach. Every week, I break down topics, share birth stories, or interview experts to help you have your very best pregnancy and birth. Quick note, the information is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice. See the full disclaimer at ncrcoaching.com forward slash disclaimer. Hey you, I am so glad that you are here because this is a great conversation today on the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. I am talking with Dr. Charmaine Gregory about her birth stories. Charmaine is a speaker, author, physician coach, burnout thriver, podcaster, night shift emergency medicine physician, and wellness champion. 
Her stint with physician burnout really propelled the manifestation of resilience and strength in her life, and that fuels her commitment to wellness in the form of exercise, mindset coaching, and self-care. Charmaine speaks nationally on the topics of burnout, wellness, night shift life, work-life integration, and fitness. She's the author of two books, The Chronicles of Women in White Coats and Thinking About Quitting Medicine, Volume 2. She has a personal podcast, Fearless Freedom with Dr. G, and hosts the Women in White Coats podcast. Now today, Charmaine is here talking about her experiences giving birth. We have a great conversation, and you are going to learn a from her experiences. She definitely has what you would call unique and not necessarily typical birth experiences, especially for a physician, but there is just lots of great information here, lessons to be learned, as well as some awesome encouragement. Now, before we get to the show, I want to do a quick listener shout out This is a shout out to Stephanie RN. That's Stephanie comma RN, so I presume she's a nurse. Stephanie left me my very first of what are now several reviews in iTunes, and she left this in early January. And Stephanie says, Dr. Rankins is very knowledgeable and breaks things down to where they are understandable and not so scary. I recommend this podcast to others who may want to learn more about pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Thank you so much for that review, Stephanie, and for being the first brave soul to leave me a review. Now, I would love to give you a shout out on the podcast too. So head to iTunes, leave me a review, and then I can give you a shout out on a future episode. All right, without further ado, let's get to the conversation with Dr. Charmaine Gregory. So, hey, Charmaine, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah. Now, I mentioned in the introduction that you're an emergency medicine physician, as well as other things, a speaker, an author, a podcast host, a a coach. But today, you are here to really talk about your personal experience, not so much as a physician, but as a woman who has given birth. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you and your family? Okay. Uh, So we are now a family of five, and uh, I married the man that I met when I was in college, but didn't realize that we were a match until I was in residency. So there was a big gap there. Uh, So got married. I was 30, so I got done with residency and then got married and started a new job all in the space of a couple of weeks. We (laughs) were fortunate enough to get... Yeah, I know. It was kind of crazy. It was a whirlwind. And, um, you know, we kind of had in the back of our minds that, you know, we were starting a little bit later than lots of colleagues, uh, people that we've gone to college with and as far as the family. And so we wanted to kind of enjoy our, you know, each other for a couple of years. So we did that. We, uh, tried to have babies. Uh, the first go of it was a little bit, uh, interesting because I, uh, I had a very irregular menstrual cycle, like essentially from the very beginning. I mean, I would literally have a period like once every 70 days or 80 days Mm. or, you know, it was just like all over the map. 
and I just wasn't sure if having children would even be a possibility. So I kind of told my husband beforehand, I was like, look, you know, there's no guarantee because right. uh, I don't know. Right, <laughs> so right. We, so we tried I and mean, we did the whole one year thing. And uh, then we talked with our OB and he suggested that we try uh, some stimulants. So I, I, I tried um, Clomid. And um, the first couple of rounds didn't really work. And then we finally got pregnant, uh, only to sadly lose the baby on Mother's Day. Oh, my um, gosh. That, yeah, it was pretty terrible. <laughs> but um, but the it, it was awful. But the positive side of that was that we were now aware that my body could become pregnant. Mm. And uh, that was the the positive side of that, that situation. So then, um, the first child, uh, we, so then shortly after that miscarriage, uh, we were blessed with, um, a, a healthy pregnancy and, and then that's when our, our, our son was born and he's, he's not 10. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a really cool experience just kind of watching him grow and all that. And then I subsequently had, three children in four years. So I was oh, literally my like goodness. pregnant, gave birth, nurse, pregnant, gave birth, nurse, pregnant, gave birth. <laughs> I was just, I was just <laughs> like, all right, if I don't get it done before 40, we're probably not going to do this. So wow. he wanted four. I wanted kind of none, but settled on one. And then we ended up with three. So you went from, can I get pregnant to <laughs> miscarriage to pregnant deliver pregnant deliver pregnant deliver pretty quickly yes that is yes. quite a whirlwind yeah in the middle of like being a new attending and trying to do all the things there and trying to get involved in uh academic medics medicine so it was a lot happening <laughs> a yeah lot. I, I bet i bet for sure so now you have three children Tell us a little bit about each one of your births. Okay. So the first first one, so which is my son, um, the 10-year-old who is very rambunctious, by the way, but we love him to death. <laughs> um, he, so <laughs> the pregnancy went fine. Like I, I, I was literally like taken aback by it because I kept on hearing all these stories of, you know, how horrible pregnancy can be and all these things. And. How old were you? So I was like 33, okay. I guess. Okay. I was 33 and I got yeah. Um, So, you know, they basically, you know, I had a beautiful pregnancy. I didn't really have morning sickness. I mean, it was like a dream. And so, you know, of course, I was very, I'm very type A in that regard, like in certain things, not everything, because I'm kind of laid back at work. Um, but because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to be. You have to be able to have a cool head in emergent situations. But the, um, you know, throughout pregnancy, I was like looking at all this stuff and I, um, I was researching everything and I was determined. I was like, I am not, cause I had a really good friend. And I know this is an anecdotal story, but I had a really good friend, my best friend. I was there for the birth of her second child and she had gotten epidural and, uh, it didn't work. And so I saw kind of what she went through and I was just like, wow, I didn't think these things didn't work. Like, you know what I mean? I, I right. People talk about it all the time and they usually work and that's the majority of the time, but in her case, it didn't work. And I was just kind of like, hmm, 
It didn't work. And then after she was done giving birth, feeling everything, she still couldn't walk. I was like, oh, no, that's not going to be me. <laughs> so I made a decision at that point that I was not going to have any drugs for the for the for, the, for the, um, the delivery. And so then I started researching ways in which I could accomplish this. And I came across hypnosis. And so I did a okay, program. So you have got to so tell us, all, you got to tell us all about this hypnosis for birth. I, I know our listeners are going to be very interested oh, yeah. in hearing about this. Oh yeah. And so um, it kind of drove my husband a little crazy though, but <laughs> that <laughs> kind of came up for it in. So there's a program called Hypno Babies. And mm -hmm. apparently it is one that can be done as a, as a live program, but none of the live programs were anywhere near me. And so I said, oh my gosh, this is, this is not good. What am I going to do? So then I found out they had a home study program. So I ordered it and I started doing it and I started listening to the, the, the MP3s and, you know, really going through all of the mental exercises and the mindfulness that goes along with it. And I just, I just did that. I did the program like all the way through. I think I started maybe like the second trimester mm -hmm. and I did it all the way through to the end. I had my birth plan all set. How long had, did it, if um, you don't mind me asking, sorry, how long did it take you to go through the program? So it's a six week program. Okay. Yeah. But I did it like a couple times in there. I was able to kind of get through it a couple times Okay. Um, okay. because it's, 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 it's self-paced. So you can kind of like uh, do it however, you know, as you're getting it and you can move to the next thing and then you can go back and review. Got and it. then they have spe specific ones that you, um, specific mantras that you say every day and specific mantras that are going to help you during the actual active labor process. Okay. So, so you got through that, got your so birth plan and I got my birth plan all together, you know, um, I'm one of those patients who, and I know you're like, what? <laughs> I'm one of those patients who don't check me. I don't want, I don't want to be checked. You know, I don't want my cervix checked. <laughs> this is so interesting. Yeah. I think people have this perception that physicians, you know, don't, you know, we're really, really into medical intervention necessarily. And it sounds like you're describing something not quite like that. Yes, you're right. <laughs> My <laughs> friends all thought, thought I was crazy. They're like, what? I was like, trust me, I am not. And so I did, you know, my, my doctor was like, of course, you know, I'm like close to that advanced maternal age, right? At 33. Right. So then, um, you know, he's like saying, well, you're not quite there yet, but you know, you know, just, just think about these things. I was like, look, this is all I want. I want you guys to do the 20 week ultrasound. Does the baby have four chambers? of the heart? Does the baby have like uh, hydrocephalus? Does the baby need any kind of surgery immediately after birth? Or do, do I need to deliver at a specialty hospital? Like that was all I cared about. I was like, right. okay, no, great. We're good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll come, I'll get my pee at, at the visits, <laughs> but nobody is putting a glove on to check right. the cervix. Right, right. He, 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 he thinks I'm crazy, but we know each other socially too. So he does, he knows like my, my deal. <laughs> <laughs> Expecting parents who are looking for great nursery decor, this message is for you. As you prepare for the beautiful journey ahead, let Home Threads be your partner in creating a serene nest for your growing family. At HomeThreads.com, explore a collection designed for comfort and style during this special time. 
From cozy nursery essentials to soothing rocking chairs, Home Threads has everything to create the perfect home for your little one and always at the best value. If you like unique items, then you definitely need to check out Home Threads. We got a silver picture frame from Home Threads that is absolutely beautiful. It's one of those timeless classic items that will last for years to come and it fits in any space in your home. Be sure to visit homethreads.com forward slash Dr. Nicole today and receive a code for 15% off your first order. Home Threads, love where you live. And so, um, so then, um, you know, so we, everything goes well. So the day now when I'm in labor, I, you know, I'm, timing it and I'm like mm, okay these are getting on a close side now my husband's like are you sure you're in labor I was like dude I never done this before but I'm pretty sure that I'm in labor right so he was like all right you know how close are they and I was like um you know I told him I was like but I don't think we're we're a go just yet so he decides he's gonna go golfing I'm like all right go yeah. golfing if you're gonna go golfing <laughs> I'm gonna go shopping okay so I get in my car and I go to Target and I'm like in Target and like pushing the car and then there's like a little contraction and I stop, I breathe through it because there's a lot of breathing exercises that go along with the hypnosis program. Uh-huh. So I'm doing that and then I'm I'm like, you know, shopping or whatever and I get home and, you know, we, we do everything in the evening and we go to bed. And so I'm in bed and then I feel the wetness and I'm like... I tap him on the shoulder because he's asleep. I tap him on the shoulder and I'm like, dude, I think my water broke. And he's right. like, your water didn't break. I yeah. was like, dude, I have never done this before again, but I'm pretty sure I didn't pee on myself. So right. that's water. It, it's got to be amniotic, right? So he goes, okay, fine. So he reaches over, put his head in it. And he's like, you're <laughs> right. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So I'm like, all right, my bag is already packed at this point. And I have like, you know, I have my little cute little um, pink pajamas, you know, for the for afterwards and everything right. and all the stuff in my little hospital bag. And so I'm like, well, I'm not going to go there all stinky. I'm going to go a shower. So I go and I take a shower and I'm like taking my time. And, you know, this is thankfully this is in the middle of the summer. So it wasn't that, like there wasn't an issue of like bad roads or anything because we get pretty nasty um, winter storms. And sometimes the roads can be pretty bad. So, um, we get to the hospital and they're like, Oh, it's your first baby. It's going to be a while. And I was like, my water already broke. It's not going to be a while, but nobody believed me. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So then, um, (laughs) so they're like, do you want anything for pain? Do you want epidural? I was like, no, I don't. I was like, you can put an IV and give me some fluids and I should be good. And so, you know, my husband has, my husband was trained to be the coach. I I hate to say, I don't want, hope I didn't sound too like, derogatory saying trained yeah, um, but uh-huh. he he was like my coach and so he um he you know got the the, the music going and and the, and the different mantras going and we're going through, through it and everything and I was getting in the zone and the contractions are coming closer and closer and then uh it was time it was time I, I was like guys I think I think uh I think the baby's coming and they were like uh no it's still because it hadn't been that long literally right. like by the time I got to the hospital, it might have been like two o'clock in the morning or something. And, um, you know, and I was starting to feel like this is imminent probably a few hours later. 
And so they were just kind of like, um, no, okay. I'm like, all right, well, I'm getting up. So I get up and I'm like moving around and everything. And, and then I lay back on the bed and I'm like, I really do think this kid is coming. And so they, they take a look. And of course he's crowning. Oh my goodness. Then he got kind of stuck on my coccyx a little bit. So, you know, there was that. And so, but anyway, he came out, he was fine. He had a big hematoma in the back of his head um, and yeah, did it without any drugs. Okay. And okay. it was fine. But they would get up. I was able to get up right afterward and go take a bath, take a little shower. Um, well, like not shower, but like sit in the spa thing that they had there. And, um, and I was able to walk around a room and hold them and hang out with them. So it was it was a very beautiful birth experience. Yeah. So I'm not gonna was, say it uh-huh, was go on it was pain free. You know, it, it's never gonna be pain free, but it allows you to have your mind go somewhere else during those, you know, two minutes or whatever it is that you know you really feel that intensity. Yeah. So you felt like the hypnosis really helped you? Yes, yes, yes. I did yeah. feel that way. Okay. So much so that I used it for all the other ones too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then how did, and we'll talk about how it, it helped you through your other two deliveries. I'm curious, how did the hospital staff respond to you saying, I'm going to use hypnosis or, um, did you even bring it up? Oh, I told them this is what I'm doing. My money's green and this is what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they probably went to the nurse's station and was like that crazy Dr. Gregory is like, you know, she's in there trying to wing it with, you know. <laughs> Right. With right. her quote unquote hypnosis. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But I didn't care. I didn't care. Yeah. So in the moment you felt like you just went contraction by contraction, even though it was painful, you were able to yes. deal with it. Yes. Yes. Okay. I definitely. And, and, I, and I don't know because I've only experienced this body. I don't know like what what it is like for other women. You know, right. so perhaps my pain threshold might be different uh, already. And then this just aided it, you know, even more. And that's a possibility. Um, but I do believe overall, even, and I even talk about, I know this, this sounds kind of strange thing to say as an emergency physician, but like, I do talk to my patients when I am able to, when they're not in a crisis, I talk to them about the power of their mind. Like, mm. you know, we, whenever I have a patient that is, is acutely ill and, you know, their mindset is starting to, to dip into the negative. I really try to like, go the extra mile to talk with them, hold their hand, encourage them, give them some words of encouragement, because I feel like the mind is extremely powerful. How you physically are is a lot to do with your mind. And so it it didn't surprise me that I was able to utilize mindfulness to control my pain. Right, right, right. And I, I agree 100%. The mind is very important, very powerful. And no one's saying that, you know, you can cure or fix everything just using your mind necessarily. But it certainly plays a huge role. And it definitely doesn't hurt. And it also can help you feel more like calm and in control of a situation for sure. Cause you have control over your mind. Nobody else does. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So what were your other two births like with hypnosis? So the second one, so now the second one, I was advanced maternal age when she was <laughs> born. I'm going to guess that you weren't really feeling that label too much. No, I wasn't. I was like, why y'all got to put that on the freaking chart? Right. Can I say that? Um, (laughs) You know, I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, I just don't get it. 
but you know, then of course the offerings of uh, all of the testing. And I was like, I'm not going to get those tests because if the tests show me something, I'm not going to be terminating the pregnancy. So what's the point of getting the test? So they knew that I was the one that didn't want any of the tests, didn't want, you know, I just all out, like I said, the safety again, I just wanted that 20 week ultrasound. And, you know, of course, checking my urine to make sure I'm not going into like preeclampsia or anything like that during the time. So I was pretty fit and um, I worked out during all of these pregnancies. Uh, so the second one I did, I did, a, I did a lot of yoga and cause I had really bad sciatica with uh, that pregnancy. And mm -hmm. so I did a lot of yoga and that really helped. And of course I was working, I pretty much worked like right up until I'll tell you about the third one. Cause the third one, it was, it was kind of ridiculous at that one, but uh -oh. the, um, <laughs> The, the, the second one, everything was smooth, uh, good pregnancy again. So definitely feel incredibly blessed. Then at her birth, she was the one that almost fell on the floor. Oh. So, so basically they, they basically said again, they were like, you know, so the first time they were like, your, your labor's too short for a first time mom. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then the second time they were like, um, Oh, you know, you couldn't be ready right now. So, so this, she's born in the winter. The two, the last two were born in January. So, um, it was kind of rough getting to the hospital. My water didn't break for her. It was kind of rough getting to the hospital because the roads were bad. So, mm. you know, it took a while. And of course, you know, it's like you're bumpity bump over the snow and that's not comfortable. Even though I was sitting on my pillow, I have my body pillow with me right. still. Make a um, so, you know, there was that, so I kind of felt like I was going through, um, contractions when I wasn't because of that. Just the, the ride and the snow. Just the and... ride there and the, the, oh my the trepidation of like maybe not getting there, even though the hospital was not that far from my house. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I hope we don't have to deliver this kid in the car, you know? Right. And so there was all that, uh, all that angst. Uh, so the hypnosis helped me to kind of calm down during that <laughs> and help my husband too. So, right. Um, <laughs> Cause he's, he's not medical. He's a, he's a, um, he's a computational chemist. So he's like, uh, okay, what is this? I don't want to look when, when it was happening, kind of <laughs> stayed ahead of the bed. Like you didn't want to look and see. And so, um, so we got to the hospital with her and, you know, she was just like, she was crowning, but the, the bag was still, um, it, it was still intact. Like and I never, my water never broke. So they were like, all right, well, we'll break the water. And I was like, all right, fine. They broke the water and like literally two minutes later, she was like ready to come out. I was like, mm -hmm. dude, I cannot. And I, and with her, I was actually like, I was like in the like, kneeling, not kneeling position, but like I was squatting or something. I, I was okay. in some kind of weird position to kind of help gravity to get her out. So they're like, you know, getting all gowned up and everything. And I'm like, I, I can't hold this baby anymore, guys. I can't hold it. <laughs> And I did a push and, and I pushed and then I pushed again and then she flew out and I was like, oh my was God. anybody there? I mean, was it like, yeah, they were there, but they were like, still like getting stunned because she was you know? right. And I, and yeah. They were like not expecting two pushes. Right. Right. Goodness. This nurse is like a gem. She was, she caught her by her leg before she fell on the floor. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. 
So to this day, we call her the surfer baby because she <laughs> surfed on out. <laughs> <laughs> the water broke and she rode the wave was of like, the water right on like, out. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. So <laughs> she's a fiery one too. She's like full of life. Yeah, so that was the second one. Okay. And then and then and did you she, and you was, had a physician for your care during that pregnancy as well? I did. Yeah. Okay. I okay. did. Okay. I didn't want I wanted to do the hypnosis, but I didn't want to deliver at home. I definitely right. wanted to deliver in a hospital. Right. Not that I was anticipating that there would be any complications, but um just wanted to do that just in case. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, you just never sure. know. Yeah. And I've, I know that people get people deliver at home all the time, no problem. Like my mama and my uncle were delivered at home. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't have a choice there. Right. <laughs> so, right. Right. You know, I didn't mention that my son, I mean, everything was fine, but he did have, um, he did have to go to the, to the NICU just for a procedure. So he had a, um, he had some, uh, blood and it was like, basically, um, uh, he coughed up some blood hmm. and so they, they just, they scoped him, And, um, it turns out that it was just, uh, blood from the birth. Cause he okay. had a little bit of McLean, a little bit. And you know, there was a little bit of trauma there. Like I said, cause he got stuck on my um, tailbone. Gotcha. And for the listener scope just means we just look down with a camera. And then um, the daughter does this second child. Now she was jaundiced. So we, you know, we ended up having to be admitted to the hospital while she sat under the Billy lights. Okay. 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 <laughs> which, which meant no sleep for mom because she kept on squirming and the right. visor kept coming off. Right. Like, right. Oh. Oh, uh... baby girl. <laughs> First you shoot out and then you have jaundice. Right. And then the third one. Okay, so this third one now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, each one of them. It's so amazing how each kid is so individual. Very different. They, Very they, different. What they bring. It's just amazing. So this one, so I was like, now I'm even older, right? So I'm like, all right. You know, uh, I am determined to make this be the most awesome pregnancy ever because I don't want anybody telling me that because I'm advanced maternal age that I can't have a great pregnancy and a great delivery. So, of course, you know, I took my like exercising to like the next level. I actually ran a 5K at 27 weeks. Wow. Which I know is crazy, but I was doing that and I was doing, um, I was lifting, I was doing like a body pump, which is like a whole body weight, weight based kind of, um, exercise program. So I was doing that. I was doing my yoga and I was, I was just working out, you know, like a lot so much so that I literally worked out the, I was pushing up weights the, the, the week that she did, that, that delivered her. Wow. And then, so her story is it's kind of funny because we, um, uh, when I had my children, there was no paid maternity leave. Like you were guaranteed 12 weeks that your job would be kept for you, but you weren't paid anything during that time. So it was a huge, huge decision to have children because mm -hmm. that was three months of no pay. And, and like I said, I did it kind of consecutively. So, they, you know, each, each time we took a big hit. Right. So, um, so I was like, I am working up until that very last day because I, I want this baby to come. And I literally put it out there. I was like, I want this baby to come on my last day of work because I want to have the full time with her because right. the other two were off by maybe like a week or a few days. And I kind of felt like I was cheated the time off. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so, um, this one, she was like, okay, mom, I got you. Right. So I went to work, <laughs> I went to work that night. And again, it was winter. 
I don't know why I decided to have Jenner babies twice. So it was winter. So I got to work. I was at work and I was literally in labor at work. I was like talking to the patient. I'm like, um, excuse me, step outside, breathe, breathe, come back inside. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Like that was literally (laughs) how it was. My poor clerk was like at her wit's end because she's like an older lady and she like kind of like you know, she's kind of like a motherly figure. Right. And so she's like, oh my God, Dr. Gregory, I can't believe that you're like in labor. Like, what are we going to do? Like, how, how many, how far are, part are the contractions? Like, she was like <laughs> all in. Like, she was all in. All the nurses were all in. They were like, what can we do for you? You know, like all this stuff. And so then finally, so the shift ends at 730. And I was like, man, these are getting closer and closer. I probably should go upstairs. I go upstairs and first of all, they were like, no, let's take you in a wheelchair. I'm like, why? I've been walking the whole shift. Right. I can walk. I got this. I'm not, I'm not disabled. I'm just pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) So I, um, I go to the, you know, triage desk and I'm like, yeah, I'm about to have this baby, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so they're like, you know, okay. So they, you know, they're they're like still not thinking anything's going to happen anytime soon. So I'm like, all right, no problem. So they get me settled in and in the room and my doc. So the, la- the, the, the last two babies were not delivered by my OB. They were delivered by partners in his mm-hmm. practice. Right. Okay. And now, and every time I'm like, dude, you got to deliver at least one of my babies. Like why right. is my OB dead? Right. <laughs> so right. you always joke about that. So I was like, okay, this one, you are definitely going to deliver. Right. And he was like, yeah, I'm on tonight. It's great. It's perfect timing. So I'm like, okay. So, you know, he was like, do you want me to, um, cause the, the contractions were super quick. And then I said, you know, um, but the water, the water hadn't broken again, just like the last baby. And so he was like, do you want me to, you know, do you want me to break the bag again? And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. Then he walks away. No, first, the, the first thing I the last thing I said to him before he leaves him is like, dude, don't go too far because I'm sure the baby's coming soon. Right? So right. He's like, oh yeah, fine. No, we'll keep an eye out. Mm, okay. So I'm like, all right, this is how I felt just before the other two were about to come. And my husband's like, what, really? And so he gets on the, gets on the um, patient, um, what is that thing, intercom, uh-huh. and he tells them, you know, that, you know, the baby's coming. The nurse comes in, and my doctor doesn't come in at this time, right? This, the nurse comes to, like, check and see the situation, you know, like, figure out what's happening first. And so um, I'm like, all right, well, you can be over there gloving up, but I'm going to let you know that I feel like I'm going to push. And when I push, usually the babies come out. So she was there putting her gloves on. And I was like, I can't hold a baby anymore. And I just pushed and the baby came right on out onto oh, the bed. Oh, Lord have mercy. I was, in my, I was in my squat position. Like I was up on the top of the bed because I knew what was going to happen. So right. I like was up in the bed and I had my hand on the, the handles and I just pushed and then out she came. My husband was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> he was like, I really need to see that. I really need to see that. <laughs> so there's one thing I know. I'm going to listen to a woman who doesn't have an epidural. She's done this a couple times before. If she says her baby's coming, her baby's coming. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think they disbelieve me, but I think they just didn't think it would happen that, that rapidly. Fast, yeah. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah, and then she was like, oh, the baby's out. I was like, yeah, the baby's out. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, everybody's, like, rushing in at that point. I'm like, oh, it's kind of late. Right. Yeah, so she had a very, um, 
she so she I, I basically was from that for that one I was joking with them I was like so do I get a refund now because right you guys did anything like she delivered herself right right <laughs> right and she she had she was the one kid that didn't have anything after she went home with us right away okay. but yeah no so that was um those were the three birth stories <laughs> yeah, so you have had quite the interesting range of showing that things can be similar. So each one you did hypnosis, um, each yeah. one things were pretty quick, but also things were a little bit different. Like your water didn't break um, like it did the first time. Um, right. And each one needed different things afterwards. This is something that I try to stress that each pregnancy and each birth is a different experience. Um, so you can't necessarily say that one thing that happens one time is going to happen the next time. Right, right. I mean, it, it's it's almost the way I look at it is like the pregnancies, the births, and the children are always going to be different. They're not going to be alike in any way, really. That is um, a very good way to put it, <laughs> for sure. Because they're sure. very different people. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's a good point, because I think, I think, and, and no, don't get me wrong, I think it's great to learn from the stories of other women because you know the ranges of what to expect. That's why I feature women telling their stories on the show. But that's an excellent point. You don't expect that your children are all going to be the same. So you certainly can't expect that each pregnancy and each birth are going to be the same. Hey, so you made it this far in the episode and I'm thinking it's because you enjoyed this podcast. Well, if that's the case, then I have a favor to ask. Creating and producing the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast has been one of the greatest joys of my life. I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you on this journey with me. Your support and engagement means the world to me and it's what helps keep this podcast going. But here's the thing. Producing a podcast involves time, effort, and resources from recording equipment to an editor, hosting fees, coordinating guests, countless hours spent researching and crafting content. It all adds up. And that's where I could use your support. I've never wanted to turn all about pregnancy and birth into a paywall. I want it to remain accessible to everyone. That's why I've set up a way for you to support the show financially if you're able and willing. If this podcast has helped you during your pregnancy, your birth, or your life, I'm asking you to consider contributing to the show. Your support will help cover production and team costs and ensure that I can continue delivering the episodes you love. So in the month of March, head to drnicolerankins.com forward slash support and contribute whatever you can. Your support, no matter how big or small, makes a significant impact. It helps us continue delivering high quality content and ensures the future of all about pregnancy and birth. Again, that's drnicolerankins.com forward slash support. Thank you so much for being part of the all about pregnancy and birth community. Now back to the show. So looking back, would you recommend hypnosis for women? Would you say that it was a great thing for you? Yes, yes. I definitely think it was. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. I will say, though, the caveat being what I mentioned before, you know, you have to be all in because it doesn't work if you're not. Mm, right. Okay. Like like everything else, like if you're doing if you're doing mindful practice, you have to be all in on the mindful practice and you have to be consistent with it. If you're not, 
then it won't work. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Makes perfect sense. And then were there any other resources that you found helpful during your pregnancy other than the, and you use hypnobabies, right? I did. Yeah. Hypnobabies. Any other books or resources or anything else that you found useful? I was a avid reader of Fit Pregnancy. (laughs) So that magazine, but Fit Pregnancy was the one that I read a lot because I was kind of nervous about all the things I was doing Mm activity wise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to make sure, you know, that. And I cleared my doctor first, of course. Okay, um, that was what I was going to ask. And and you should, women, I will yeah. say for those listening, you should continue to exercise and work out during your pregnancy. You may have to modify it a little bit, but it's perfectly fine to keep doing. Oh, yeah. And, um, but I, what I would say is, <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be somebody who doesn't work out regularly and then all of a sudden start doing strenuous exercise when you're pregnant. I don't Absolutely. think that's smart. That is but not smart. But if you've been running, like I have a colleague, she has three kids also. And I mean, she runs marathons and she did them when she was pregnant too. You know, so it's like you just wear a belly band to support your belly um, or, you know, you just do certain things, but you can still do your your usual activities. So I guess this is one thing that I will say, though, that I um, I regret about the working out and and it's the way that I did push-ups like I really shouldn't have done the push-ups the way that I did because mm-hmm. it 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 weakened my um it weakened my abdominal rectus muscles and so okay. I have a little bit of um a little bit of uh diastasis recti as a consequence so I have like a a hernia in the front like the middle okay um and so and so what I should have done <clears throat> was I should have done my push-ups not like standard push-ups which like which is how I was doing them and I probably shouldn't have done as many planks as I did I should have really done things on the incline or um against the wall like that's one regret um because I think that that wasn't helping me right because I mean after afterwards I had to do I'm still working on it this is seven years later I'm still working on my abs as a consequence when you know I could have avoided that Okay. okay. So that's okay. the one thing that I would, I would caution people, you know, just make sure you do the exercises in the appropriate manner for someone that has a uterus sticking through. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right right so um just to wrap up what is one thing the one thing that you would tell other women as they get ready for their birth I would say that the biggest thing is to make sure that you focus on your nutrition and your overall wellness mental wellness um and that can be in many you could say i mean you could address that in many ways like for me i made sure that i did things that made me happy you know um and it could be as simple as that it could be as simple as watching your favorite television show once a week or something or um reading a book or knitting a blanket or whatever it is whatever that thing is that's going to give you that mental peace i think is huge um, and then the other thing to remember is that when you're pregnant, and again, I only have an N of three with this, but like when you're pregnant, you feel like so amazing, like you're, you know, like all these 
hormones are, you know, flaring up inside. Your hair is like thick and bouncy and, you know, you have a glow to your skin and you just feel so awesome. Right. Um, and, I, and, I, and I do realize that there are some pregnancies that don't feel like this. So, right. you know, I don't want you to that if you don't feel this way, that something's wrong with you because there's not something wrong with you. But I'm just talking from my experience. And mm-hmm. so you do have this awesome high that lasts for literally nine months. And you do, once the baby is born, you do have a low that comes with that. Because it's almost like you're high, 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 and then you just get dropped. And I don't know how else to explain this, but I didn't really appreciate it as much with the first two. But that last one, I had it really bad. I didn't get to the point where I actually had like postpartum depression, Mm -hmm. but I definitely had the blues and they were pretty intense. Like I was just kind of like, oh, this is it. No, and it kind of didn't help that the first three months to me, in my opinion, again, I'm saying my opinion, because this is just from my experience. Um, The first three months are the roughest months of parenthood. And, you know, I will concur. They are the roughest. (laughs) I mean, anybody who's like, all these people who are on Instagram or, you know, social media talking about like, oh, it's so wonderful. It's not. And what I mean, I remember sitting up. And I don't want to get going up. I remember sitting up in the middle of the night, holding my baby on the couch at like three o'clock in the morning. Like, what are we doing? Like, can we go to sleep? You know, the first three months are rough. It is not like a vacation. It's Mm-mm. not, it's not. And so and you, so it's rough for you. You don't have that euphoria of the pregnancy anymore. And you have a loving individual who doesn't know how to show you love yet. Mm. You know, they, all, all they know to do is cry, poop, cry because they're hungry, they're yeah. dirty, or they're sleepy. And they can't tell you what the cry is for. And you're getting no feedback on the positive side. But there is a silver lining. Right around that three-month mark, when you feel like you're about to lose your mind all the way. Like, oh, my God, why am I doing this? <laughs> the little cherub just, like, rolls or turns their head or rolls towards you and just flashes that gorgeous gummy smile that makes it all better. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, it's worth it. You know, it's, it's, it's an awesome experience. If you're, if you're able to be a part of it, it's awesome. And no matter what you are enough. Okay, mom, like literally you're enough. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not. Don't, you know, don't get into that rut of feeling like you're not. You are enough and you don't have to be like, you know, the Hollywood moms or, you know, other moms that make it look like it's perfect because it's not. Real life is messy. Real life is dirty. Real life is not scheduled and and um, what is this thing called? Filtered and all beautiful. So you're enough. Well, that is a perfect place to end. Thank you so much for being here. That was a ton of great, useful information, sharing all your different experiences with pregnancy. Where can women connect with you if they're interested in finding out about more of what you do? Um, So I am, I have a, a podcast. It's called Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. And that is a podcast focused on helping professional women face fears, overcome them and emerge victoriously. And I have, I'm on various social media platforms on uh, Instagram. I am F F W 
sure. me on Twitter. I am Charms Fit Doc, and on LinkedIn, I am Charmaine Gregory MD. Okay. And I will link to all those in the show notes, folks. So you can check out her stuff, check out her podcast for sure. And again, thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. This was a great conversation. Thanks for having me. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now, see, didn't I tell you that that was going to be amazing? I really enjoyed our conversation and I know that you did too. So after I have a guest on the show, whether it's an expert interview or a birth story, I like to give something that I call Nicole's Notes. It's just my top three or four things that I took away from the conversation. So here we go. First thing I took away is preparation. If you intend to have an unmedicated birth, then it's best for you to prepare. Charmaine says she went through the hypnobirthing program, the six-week program, not just once, but twice during one of her pregnancies. So preparing can be a really big part of making sure you're able to have that unmedicated birth if you want to. And you don't have to do hypnobirthing. You can do other programs if you want, but do something to prepare. Number two, Charmaine was not afraid to advocate for herself. As she said, my money is green and this is what I'm doing. (laughs) Now, I know that you may be thinking, well, she's a physician, so of course she can advocate for herself. And that's true. She may have a little bit of, you know, a leg up in the medical community, but she didn't do anything that you can't also do for yourself and that you shouldn't feel comfortable doing for yourself. Don't be afraid to advocate for yourself if you need to, or have someone with you who can advocate on your behalf. Number three, Charmaine talked about that emotional wellness piece and how important it is to look out for your emotional wellness. She talked about mindfulness. She talked about doing something as simple as watching your favorite TV show. She talked about how exercise was an important part of her emotional wellness. So be sure to do something to take care of that emotional part of you. And then the last thing that Charmaine talked about is that you are enough. Don't compare yourself to what other folks are doing, what you see on Instagram or filters and Facebook and all that stuff. Just know that you are enough. All right, so what were your top takeaways? Let me know in the podcast community Facebook group. If you are not already a part of the group, you should be. This is where we can connect after the show and discuss episodes and share insights with one another. So go to Facebook, search for All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast community, or just even search for All About Pregnancy. It should be one of the first things that pops up. We will review your request to join within 24 hours. That link to join the Facebook group is also in the show notes. Also be sure to subscribe to the podcast and iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. And if you feel so inclined, I'd really appreciate you leaving an honest review in iTunes. It helps other women find my show and I would love to give you a shout out on a future episode. Next week on the podcast, we have an expert interview with a very special doula, Keisha Graham. Keisha's going to talk about what doulas do, how to choose a doula, and so much more. 
Until then, I wish you a healthy and happy pregnancy and birth. Today's episode is brought to you by Women's Wellness Coaching by Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins. Head to ncrcoaching.com to check out my free one-hour mini course on how to make your birth plan, as well as my comprehensive online childbirth education class, the Birth Preparation Course. With over eight hours of content and a private course community, the Birth Preparation Course will leave you knowledgeable, prepared, confident, and empowered going into your birth. Head to ncrcoaching.com to learn more. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.